Business Class, a podcast sponsored by the iBear MBA program of the USC Marshall School of Business. Business Class sat in on a talk given by Greg Drobnik, the head of business development for HEAL, a hot medical startup. He talked to the USC iBear MBA class about HEAL's goal to change how people go to the doctor. In this case, going back to the old model of the house call. I was interested in, in HEAL because I wanted to do house calls. I wanted to practice in a different setting. The idea of caring for a whole family and a community in the comfort of their home really speaks to me. The HEAL appeals to me because, again, it puts the focus on the doctor-patient relationship and it takes away any of the extra stuff that, you know, medicine today kind of imposes on physicians and, and patients. At a very high level, something important to understand about healthcare in America, it's broken. And the people in it are not very happy, right? And so that doesn't just include the patients, all of us who get frustrated trying to go to the doctor, it includes the doctor as well. So oftentimes in a hospital environment, you might have an administrator telling a doctor, you have to see X number of patients every hour. Don't spend more than seven or 10 minutes, move on to the next, okay? And then at the end of the day, you have lots of paperwork to deal with. That's a frustrating thing for the doctor, right? In the private practice setting, you have a lot of doctors who need to do lots of things they didn't go to medical school for, right? That's handling office leasing and HR issues and buying insurance and buying equipment. They went to medical school to practice medicine and to help people. And so what a lot of that results in is frustration, right? And so what we've been able to do is offer them an alternative. And to be perfectly honest, day one, that was my personal biggest concern. Because while we are a technology company by, by trade, right, with our app and, and sending doctors, at the end of the day, the true product experience is what happens in your living room, right? When it's Sunday at 4 p.m. and your son or daughter is tugging on their ear and you're not sure if it's a toothache or an earache or maybe just nothing, and the doctor comes and there's a USC or Stanford-trained pediatrician sitting in your living room at 5 p.m. on a Sunday telling you everything is okay or here's the antibiotic, whatever needs to happen, that's peace of mind. That's a magical experience. And so the quality of the doctor ultimately is, is the, the beauty of this. It's the wow factor. And so because of the environment for practicing doctors today, we've been able to recruit some of the best. Now in the early days of launching this, our chief medical officer, who's a renowned doctor and an excellent, amazing physician, triple board certified, et cetera, she had to pick up the phone and call doctors and talk to them about this and say, you should try this, right? Because it's, it's a different thing. Now, we're fortunate to be in the position where we've had a lot of good press, from New York Times to Wall Street Journal to you know, a lot of great outlets. And so doctors are hearing about us, and now they're calling us. And so we actually have a wait list of doctors who want to join the service and who want to get involved because they're seeing this as an interesting way to practice medicine. A lot of things here, particularly in America, the culture is to talk about how we like healthcare, how we want to be healthy, how we want to you know, do things to better our lives. No one actually does that until they get sick. Right? A very small percentage, obviously. If people took into their normal course of everyday life more preventative health measures, the strain on the healthcare economy would go down drastically, right? But people don't really do that. So ironically, our service over time should reduce the number of doctor visits that people need if they're seeing them more regularly in the first place, right? To catch early stage things. California is by far one of the most regulated states in America. The fact that we actually launched here, that we were here, 
basically means that no other state has more strict regulations than California does. So for us, rolling out is very easy. Whereas for companies maybe trying to get into this space that started in other states that had less restrictions, scaling is going to be a bigger problem for them. I don't see it as a problem, per se, for us, because you need to have the legal resources to navigate that properly. But you know the expression, dot every I and cross every T, right, just being thorough? We had to do that, right? And that's the business that we chose. For anybody else to do that, it would require a lot of money, frankly, to pay for the lawyers to analyze it properly. And you know, obviously have the team able to, to put the time and effort in to build the product appropriately to you know, fulfill all the obligations, particularly in healthcare. So it's a little bit of a barrier to entry, but once you've chose the space, I don't see it as a problem. The biggest question really, uh, you know, outside of recruiting great doctors, again, in our control, will the tech work in our control, is will people want to do this and will they adjust to doing it? The fact that Uber has been successful in what they've done has created an entire new genre of business. So there was other companies that did things on demand, so to speak, but the success of Uber and the widespread use of Uber has opened the door to a whole other category. Venture capital funding in the on-demand economy was fairly modest years ago, and now it's the talk of the town, so to speak. So what Uber has done is create a full economy around on-demand. The healthcare business is a very, very tricky one, right? It, a lot of people, especially here in America, but abroad as well, are very frustrated with the lack of transparency in pricing. Right? We've probably all at some level, either through us ourselves or through friends or family, had an experience where you go to the doctor, you think you've paid your copay or whatever that amount might be, and you get a bill months later. Right? There's a big lack of transparency in pricing in healthcare. So we really wanted to make that first and foremost. So from a consumer standpoint, with our app, it's synced to the insurance companies. So you know right off the bat, are you in your deductible period? Are you not? Do you have to pay your copay? And what that number is. Now, if you're the average PPO insurance client in California, you're probably paying around a $30 copay, and then we'll bill insurance companies for the rest. If you're in your deductible period or maybe don't have insurance, currently our max out-of-pocket is $99. That's it. You will never, ever, ever get a bill from Heal. That's our promise to the customer. We're responsible for anything beyond that, right? So we want to encourage that price transparency. As far as the economic model is concerned, you know, there's, there's an interesting thing kind of in the, what I'll... I don't think it's fair to call it the dot-com world anymore, but the broader tech world, that driving a profitable business or having profitable unit economics aren't very important. And we see examples of this, where companies get acquired and they have either no revenue or very little revenue. Uh, recently, there was a rather large consumer products company that was acquired by a much larger consumer products company for almost a billion dollars, and they haven't actually performed a profitable sale in the history of their company. Now, that made sense for a lot of other reasons, right, which the acquirer, I'm sure, sure figured out. Our feeling is it was a happy medium, right, of actually running a business to gain users, gain traction, in our case, gain downloads and gain patients, establish the brand. But it's also okay to make a profit, right? That's a good story to tell to investors, not just if we can operate at a loss or if we can operate at break even, we'll sell it to somebody else who will figure out the revenue model. That's become very common in a lot of, a lot of tech spaces. So in our business, we have fairly straightforward unit economics. The cost of a doctor and a medical assistant team, because when you use HEAL, you get two people who actually come to service you or your kids or your family. That, over a 12-hour period of time, you have the doctor, the medical assistant, in our case, the amortization of the equipment, the gas for the car, total cost of goods sold, right, versus the revenue that we can collect. Currently, we operate at about a 40% gross margin. 
Now that doesn't include corporate overhead and larger marketing expenses, that'll catch up over time. But on a, on a cost of goods sold basis, you know, we're already profitable in Los Angeles and we anticipate being profitable as well in the Bay Area and uh, Southern California more broadly with Orange County and San Diego soon. The main challenges now, I think, is a marketing proposition. So the, the actual service itself, it works very nice. Now we have a team of engineers who are constantly trying to improve it, but functionally it, it works, right? It, it, it's, it's not a, a complicated app in, in regard to the on-demand economy. There's lots of companies like Uber and Postmates and Instacart who use a similar interface. Ours at some level has some more complexities because of healthcare-related HIPAA compliant issues, syncing to various partners like insurance and whatnot. But in the short term, it's really a marketing proposition. So how many of you in this room had ever heard of Heal before today? Right. There you go. Okay, fair enough. In the last month, right? The point is, you heard about it because we were all getting together today. I would like to have all the hands go up and say, no, we've heard of Heal, of course, right? So it's a marketing proposition. And if you took percentage-wise in this room, extrapolated over the greater population of Los Angeles, it's probably pretty similar. Okay, we have very small penetration as a brand. That's not uh, unique to us, of course. Any early stage company uh, is gonna have trouble with that. All of us get uh, a certain amount of time in the day where we're either not in school or not with our families where we kind of have, I don't know if free time is the right word, but where you, you start to digest other stuff around you, right? And so marketers and companies have to battle for that time to be important to you and to function for you. So one is a marketing proposition. The good news about that is with resources and money and smart people, you can sort of figure it out, right? You start testing different channels and eventually you, you, sort of, you sort of figure out what works and you double down on that. I'd say our long-term issue is just growth and maintaining quality, right? So in certain cities like Los Angeles, certainly in San Francisco, certainly in Boston, you're the benefit of being surrounded by amazing medical schools, right? And again, this is something particular to heal. Right here in our backyard is USC and UCLA. You go up north and you got Stanford and UCSF, and you have legacy hospitals that are attracting great talent from Harvard and Yale, et cetera, who want to be practicing in these environments. So for us to maintain the quality of doctor we want as we go into other cities is something we have to be thinking about for sure. And also just, you know, the general scale, right? As you grow a business, you know, what do you have to do to put operations and procedures in place? Again, that's not a hurdle so much. You just have to hire the right team to help you with that. But short-term, I would say marketing, and long-term, I would say maintaining quality. Another big driver for us that we're very excited about is the enterprise business. So while we have a direct-to-consumer business, we have corporate clients too. Cutting down the usage of the ER is an immediate cost savings to the customer. And we're seeing with our corporate clients, it's guaranteed, right? Someone's going to get sick this weekend and do this, and so this cuts that out, right? The midterm benefit is a lot more productivity at work. Right? So when people have to take time off work to go you know, take their kids to the doctor or take themselves to the doctor uh, or ignore problems right, that they should otherwise be getting taken care of, their time you know, in the workplace and their level to be you know, focused and whatnot. And then the third piece in the long run is, this is not you know, an overly ridiculous statement, the more access people have to healthcare, the better. Right? And so that person who has a little bit of back pain where if they saw the right person, got physical therapy, they could be treated, doesn't turn into back surgery down the road. A friend of mine uh, used, to, used to quote a line from Shakespeare, said, to thine own self be true, right? That means be honest with yourself. Um, you have to know your strengths and weaknesses, right? And so part of the thing that's, uh, that I say I, we've enjoyed at Heal is that our team at our co-founder level 
uh, one of which is the chairman of our board, the other is our CEO, the other is our chief medical officer, and then there's me, who kind of does corporate development stuff. We all bring different things to the table, right? The last thing you want me doing is finding doctors, and the last thing you want our chief medical officer doing is writing technology and vice versa. So having a team that really says, here are my strengths, here are my weaknesses, and I want to learn how to get smarter in that area, but here's where I can really add value is, is tremendously helpful. Because if you're going to grow anything quickly, which is kind of fun to do it, um, you have to be able to uh, divide and conquer. Know your people, I guess, is important. And, and if you don't have a skill set that you need, go find it. Right? And maybe it's an advisor at first before you hire them full time. Um, but the people that you're co-founding a business with, you're, you're married to them. You know, and so make sure you like them. The best thing about Heal for Patients is the availability. Whenever you feel you need that moment to see a physician, we can be there within an hour. That's unheard of in any other place. Going to the emergency department, going into urgent care, or even just trying to drive in LA to make it to the doctor's office at five o'clock in the afternoon where you just need to be checked out. We're coming to you. You can be comfortable at your own home and we will provide the great service of being there for you. Business class. Expert insight into the world of business. The host is Dick Drobnik, Producer Pankaj Bhushan, director Dan Griffin, web developer Rick Pine, and I am Robin Garthwaite.